Hey, everybody. Oof, that was rough. Hey, everybody. Oof, that was rough, too. Uh, I like it when you talk first because... Okay, uh, want me to go? No, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try not to sound like uh, I'm giving somebody a game show prize. Guys, it's I. Uh, now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> this is a nightmare. The point is, everybody... If this is your first time listening to Middle of Somewhere, there's a lot of inside jokes on today's episode. Uh, Go back and listen from the beginning. We don't talk about topical stuff normally. So start there. Catch all the way up. You're at home and uh, you're quarantined anyways. So uh, live your life and have a good time. Also, follow Chad and I on social media, on Instagram. I'm at Cy Amundsen. He's at that Chad Daniels. Now, Chatty Daddy. After that disaster, hit me with your dates, baby. I got some live dates coming up, but we have no fucking idea when they're going to start back up again. I'm just waiting to find out if my family and I will be able to eat. Anyways, we don't have a Patreon. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Across from me is my host, Cyagra, Cyalis, Hepsi. Oh, that one's fun! Thank you so much. That's the first one that, uh, it's the worst one, but it's one where that made me... Cyrus, the coronavirus. Bummer. That's when I I got off of the, well, it's from Con Air 2. I'm sure we'll get some uh, mail about that. (laughs) Hello! There he is. It's Cy Amundsen, everybody. You, uh, it's nice to be here. We're, uh, we're, we're, re- somebody just shoot me. Keep talking. Uh, no one's going to shoot you unless you have the coronavirus. Over in the corner, guess who it is? Guess who's back? Guess who's healthy? It's Haybales. In theory, he's healthy. <laughs> Haybales is like one of those guys who, you know, th- those cargo short guys in wintertime, those are the guys, those guys don't get coronavirus. Those guys, those guys could be at the hospital, like licking tonsils and buttholes, and there's no way that he winds up with the coronavirus. He's like i've been smoking since i was eight and i'm 113 hay bales is one of those cockroach people (laughs) cockroach people is a very funny term it's like very similar to madonna scale now do you know how hard it would be to to shift patients around (laughs) to lick tonsils and buttholes there would be a lot of like uh we need another team in here flip them on three three two one flip uh, can we get the tonsil butthole team in here, stat? Yeah, Hay Bales is here. Yeah. He's going to double end this. Yeah. There's nothing going on right now in the hospital, right? We have time to do this, don't we? <laughs> Lick tonsils and buttholes. There's nothing else going on? Great. All right, Hay Bales, you, you top bottom this old man. We're going to head over and get Miss Johnson ready. She's got a diaper on, so that one's going to be a mess for you. Buckle up, cockroach. Hay Bales clearly has had it with all the news because he's back to the fuck you period hoodie can we take a second and point out how brave i am and brave is a word that gets tossed around a lot in our society but can we point out how brave i am for doing this show today with you a man who just returned from the coronavirus epicenter well to be fair let me Mm -hmm. tell you exactly what happened so you were in washington I was in Washington, but eastern Washington over by Idaho where no cases have been 
reported. Good, 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 good. So I was supposed to go to Tacoma. So I was in Spokane Wednesday. I'm supposed to be in Tacoma right now. I was supposed to be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I canceled. I'm going to tell you something. 99% of people have been amazing about this cancellation. I had a gentleman who had scheduled this show as the last family outing before he's deployed for seven months in the military. Yeah. And then he... He was like one of the most understanding people of all. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, good. So amazing. I thought he was going to be like, well, I got to make a stop in Fergus Falls now before my deployment. No, no, not he at all. He was a beast I mean, about it. Super cool. And then, you know, I think there's been like two or three people that were just kind of on my ass about it. One guy called me a pussy, which let me tell you something. When it comes to <laughs> a medical situation, I'd be happy to be a pussy because does anything make a comeback like a pussy? I don't think so. It's like you expand, and I know it's the cervix, but to a man, it's all the pussy, the whole part. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, 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 can, you can get a man that's like, hold on now. You're talking about the catalytic converter. Please, it's, don't, don't just call it a car. The specific part you're talking about is a catalytic converter. But when you could talk about the trachea down to the ankles, and a guy's like, it's a pussy. Whole thing's a pussy. So, <laughs> nothing makes a comeback like a pussy. So, in this situation, I'd be happy to. can ruin one of those things, and less than half a year later, you can stick your penis in there and be like, that's kind of... It's got a it good fits. hold of it. It fits. It fits. Yeah. It's, this goes no, in there. Th- that's, that's what I wrote back to the guy. I was like, I'd be happy to be a pussy in this situation because they can expand large enough to let life out of it and then shrink back down small enough so your tiny dick can still make it tingle. <laughs> that's what I wrote back. Um, which is... So- <laughs> but here's, but here's, the, here's the thing that really threw me. He wrote, hey, we need to party right now because tomorrow you could get hit by a bus. And I've always hated that phrase. Oh, man. Because it's like, yeah, okay. But also, what if we looked both ways before we crossed the street? (laughs) You fucking weirdo. I mean, what a jackass. You never know, man. You ne- I should drink poison tonight and stick my dick in this meat grinder. Because what if tomorrow I walk onto Hennepin and smash Oh, Yeah, that whole like, <laughs> that whole like, we shouldn't take precautions because a bad thing can happen. You're like, yeah, I guess if you're not a person who understands how things work. Well, yeah, it's like, like a lion here. could get out of the zoo tomorrow, you know, and attack <laughs> me. But that doesn't mean that I should go online and shop for tigers. Here lies Brady. He was a good man, but refused to wait for the walk sign. I mean, it's the dumbest thing. I, I feel like this is going to be a coronavirus heavy episode. But well, before, yeah, sure. Before we get into that, can I tell you what happened in one of my interactions with one of our fans this week? You can, but let me kind of just one more thing before we get off of the the, the coma thing. Yes. My apologies that I had that I, I, it was my choice. I chose to do this because I just, listen, eventually all of us are going to be a link in a chain that kills a grandma. And I want to slow that down as fast as possible. That's what I've been saying to people, because I don't know how many of you are at home and are married and are about to spend one to two weeks locked in a house with your wife. (laughs) Hold on. I wish you could have seen your face just glaze over. Oh, my God. When you started saying one to two weeks, your face just went numb like somebody like uh, (laughs) hay bales had Botox on his tongue when he licked your tonsils. I mean, for real. 
Well, I mean, Jen and I love each other and we get along a lot, but one of the secrets in our relationship is social distancing. And so the fact that we're about to just buckle down for two weeks isn't super ideal. But sure. it, it's these people like that guy in the NBA who like touched all the reporters mics to be funny. Like just we're, you and I aren't going to preach to people what to do. It's everywhere. But that's my worry is like, yeah, when you do that, what happens if one of those reporters has a wife who has an autoimmune disease or a suppressed immune system and they die sure. and you being a fucking like, we need to party because you can get smoked by a semi tomorrow. And then all of a sudden <laughs> some guy's wife dies. What are you going to, you going to be in back with your fucking white claw going, well, it was bound to happen. No one could have prevented this one. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> like, he's fucking pump the brakes there, Daryl. So let me tell you about my fan interaction. Okay. It has nothing to do with any of this. Okay. So I here's what my morning looks like. I get up. Takes me a while because of this rickety body. Takes me a while to get loose. Okay. I take a shower. Uh-huh. I come downstairs. I put a breakfast together. I sit at the table. Flip, I flip through my social media and I try my best if somebody has sent a nice message about my stand-up or our show to sure. send something back. You know, yeah. I'm not always amazing at it, but I try to respond to a lot of them. Well, sometimes it, it is difficult. Yeah. There, a lot come in and sometimes it's hard to get back to everyone. I try to do it in the morning. And then at, normally by the time I'm done with that, the baby comes down, my brother's baby, baby Ellen. And she and I take a nice breakfast <laughs> together. Uh-huh. She sits in her chair. I'll give her a little bit of my eggs. We'll cut up some fruit. And the two of us just have a good time. When you said take a nice, a nice breakfast together, you take a nice breakfast together. Sounds a lot to me like when they said on Field of Dreams, let's have a catch. Yes. It doesn't really make sense. But then when you think about it a lot, it, it is grammatically correct. Yes. Yep. Interesting. So we take a nice breakfast together. I love it. And I will address her the moment I see her generally. And okay. I like to say good morning to her. I like to tell her I love her and I like to compliment her. And one of the big things that I do, and I don't need to turn this into a TED talk about buying your kids gender neutral clothes or any of that shit, but I don't like to use the words pretty and cute. I like to use the words smart and funny. I think she, sh I think little kids should hear those words as much as they hear other words. So they might grow up and go like being smart's good. So, yeah, for sure. And she and has good looking parents. So there's a good chance he's going to be an ugly person. Yes. Yeah, so let's get right. ahead on this. Smart Absolutely. Stuff. So the other day, something was off timing wise and baby Ellen was brought down for our breakfast right in the middle of me doing the social media messaging uh -huh. and she takes priority. So the <laughs> moment I saw her, I was in the middle of about to send a message. I started talking to her, right? Okay. And uh, I asked, like, I don't know if you know this, but you can, there's a voice button. You can send. Oh, I sure do know that. Okay. So I sent a voice Instagram message to somebody and not somebody who I'd gone back and forth with. This was a first time interaction. Ooh, then, long time listener, first time caller. Yeah. And they're like, I love the show. I love what you guys do. And then they doubled down. They're like, sell the building is one of my favorite stand-up tracks. Hasn't, hasn't heard my comedy. All right. No, these, I think he's more of a sci fan than a Chad fan. He hasn't progressed to you yet. And so it was, the guy's name was Shamar. And okay. I don't want to you know, we don't need to get racial on this show, but there's not a lot of white Shamars. And so I clicked on Shamar's page and Shamar is 
the coolest of cool black dudes. Like he had like pictures of him NBA courtside. He had multiple pictures with celebrities. Like this, this, this is a guy that gets free socks when he buys shoes at the Foot Locker. Yes. Yep. And yep. he's a guy who like, you know how there's, there's some people who they just wear, they can wear anything and you're like, that's so cool. Like he could be in yeah. a top hat and a Monopoly themed tuxedo and I'd be like, should I get, should I get a board game suit? No, I could never. <laughs> Shamar, Shamar can work that. That's not me. And so to the fuck coolest black dude that's probably ever followed me on any social media (laughs) i sent the message good morning baby hi hey i love you who's smart are you having a good morning you're smart and i love you and you're important to me let's let's have a nice breakfast i love you that's what i sent to shamar the courtside nba cool black guy I think him not responding, which he didn't, is the. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's the first time in over forty episodes I've taken my headphones off to laugh. I mean, that's oh, best case scenario. Because any response is either he thought it was so dumb that he wants to make fun of me, or he's like, "Yeah, I'll, I am your little baby. I would love, I would love to take a breakfast with you, Sai." Oh, you know, I hope he just laughed himself to death. Not real, not real death, but close. He's in the hospital. Comedy death. Yeah, comedy death. Oh, that's fantastic. I don't know how we've, how we've managed to do this. Uh, I think you and I are both very riled up in a weird way right now. But the fact that we are, hey, Bales, I don't know, what, seven, eight, ten minutes into this episode, and we haven't pointed out the most relevant piece of middle of somewhere news in the history of this show... Tom Hanks has the coronavirus. That's, uh... I don't know if when he got that, your message box is like, we're going to shut down for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But but I just, I just want, uh, you know, uh, you know, I hope, I hope that he and his wife, Rita Wilson, get yeah. back to health as fast as possible. I do too. And I wanted to say that because now we're going to make so much fucking fun of you. <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> I does, fucking knew it. Does I knew little it. forest have the coronavirus? <laughs> I've just been sitting on this for days. My no, my nose has been running and running and running and running and running and running and running. <laughs> Life is like a box of chocolates, Jenny. And you shouldn't touch them given social distancing rules. <laughs> I play ping pong with myself, Jenny, because you have to be six feet away from other people. <laughs> also, I do a horrible Forrest Gump. You do a horrible Forrest Gump. Mine has become so borderline weirdly offensive that I don't know if we'll have a show <laughs> next week. I'm just over here like, Jenny, Forrest Gump has shrimp. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Corona. <laughs> like mine is a disaster. Dude, I don't know. How are we as a country not calling it Tom Hanks disease? Oh, you know who did? Who? Norm MacDonald. Oh, of course he did. He's the funniest Dude, Norm MacDonald's tweet was so funny. He goes, it's morally wrong for me to do stand-up and cause strangers to possibly become sick. And now, with this virus, it seems even more wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm postponing my next two gigs, but I'm hopeful a vaccine comes that protects us all from tom hanks disease and then <laughs> and then in parentheses t 
THD to make it official. <laughs> oh, he's so funny. Yeah, he's the funniest person in the world. Also, could there is there a more agreeable human being? I was trying to think of that. Is there anybody like speaking of race in terms of the whites in this country? Like, could sure. you have picked? Is there anyone more agreeable than Tom Hanks where everybody has to be like, oh, no. Yeah, Tom no, that's totally Hanks. true. There's nobody. I was like, you'd have to like, the only thing they could come close at is if you got someone from each side, you know, like if there was like, like if you wanted to cover all the whites, mm-hmm. like if you got like breaking news, both Michael Moore and Kid Rock have the coronavirus. Like you need. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hey, breaking news, both Hulk Hogan and that guy that accused Cy of a microaggression at Lululemon two months ago have, they've both, <laughs> both been diagnosed with the coronavirus. You've been like, well, okay, then we all have to take it seriously. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Tom Hanks, how beloved he is, so when the Me Too movement first hit hard, right? And everyone, all that, all the people were, were falling that should have fallen. There were memes that came out about like, oh my God, did you hear about Tom Hanks? He accidentally didn't open a door for someone today. <laughs> Hashtag me too. I mean, it was like that kind of stuff because he's just, everyone loves him and everyone should fuck. He's like, seems like the best dude. Do you remember the woman who our, our friend and listener who said that he had Pepsi in Forrest Gump? Sure. I don't. She's she was a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Listener, uh, you know, on on ice in terms of friendship. Listener. Sure. Thank you. Uh, so thanks to a couple other listeners, she she pointed that out because there was a sequel called Gump and Company in a book. But what <laughs> she did not know is, did you know they almost made a Forrest Gump 2 movie? No. I did a little research after some people tipped me off and there's a USA Today article and this is the title. Why Forrest Gump the sequel was halted. Colon, the film felt meaningless following 9-11 attacks. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And if there's a more on-brand article for our last few episodes, I don't think it exists in the world. I'm honestly surprised I didn't hear about that because I would have never forgotten. (laughs) The guy, the director, Eric Ross, said, literally, I turned it in the day before 9-11. So 9-10. Yes. He turned okay. it in 9-10. He, Tom, and Robert Zemeckis got together on 9-11. We're like, well, this movie has no point anymore. Peace out. Mm-hmm. But like, if you go and you read about it, it's a pretty dark story. And he confirms, dude, at one point, get this. He goes, I had... Because, you know, in Forrest Gump, they put Forrest in all these famous moments. Yeah. So they were going to do that in Forrest Gump, too. And this is fucking incredible. He goes, I had Forrest in the back of O.J. Simpson's Bronco. Holy shit. He would look up. Oh, that's interesting. He would look up occasionally, but they they didn't see him in the rear view mirror. He'd just pop up and pop down. Incredible. It confirmed in the article that... In the director's version, it was AIDS. So long way to go to say once again, Chad and Cy were what? Correct. We were right. (laughs) So when you come at us, accusing us of being wrong, eat my ass. We're the kings. (laughs) (laughs) We're the king. Sounds like we have to share a crown. Like it's (laughs) half a crown. We're the king, baby. You're like, what do you wear it on the side or the front? How do you do it? I got to tell you, I forgot about this. On the way back from Spokane, uh, so here was the deal. I was in Spokane. 
I had a flight to Tacoma at 11, nope, at 1.30 or something. And then I was just like, I canceled finally. And then I had to buy a new ticket from Spokane back to home. Okay. And I was lucky that I fly a lot. And so I got upgraded. So sometimes when you're the back of the plane, you're like, this is where all the coughing happens. Yeah. And I got upgraded to the front, the like the front first row, the, the bulkhead it's called. Oh, sweet. And I was like, safe up here. And then this old lady was oh, right wow. next to me and was coughing. And I kept <sighs> waiting for her to like wipe her nose because I thought a runny nose is a good sign. Yep. But she didn't. And so she looked at me after we landed and she goes, is this your home? And I go, well, kind of. I have to fly up to Fargo still. And she goes, I go, how about you? And she goes, no, I'm going to Buffalo. And she goes, have a great day. And I go, I will. I'm going to live through this. Oh. <laughs> because you can't just fucking give someone coronavirus and walk away without at least a little shit talk. Also, what elderly person on last week was flying for like, man, gutsy. You know, I think... I think a lot of these uh, old people right now, they are sick of millennials. They're sick of anyone younger than them. They're willing and to die to prove it. We call them spreaders. Yeah. We call them spreaders. We used to call people that in high school for different reasons. Doesn't matter, but <laughs> call these old people flying around the country coughing spreaders. That's what they call the nurses that rotate the patients for hay bales. They're spreaders. <laughs> we get three spreaders in here. It's a big one. Yeah. Hay bales got to get into it. <laughs> we get accused for using the southern accent too much on this show and i will tell you in that one situation right there that is a fair criticism because i don't know why the head of the spreaders is like hey come on hey bales we'll go get your hey get your tongue in this butt hey bales well i'll tell you what because su or spreader university is down in mississippi <laughs> okay Not a lot that, of people know that that's where all, all the training happens yeah Hey, are you, are you, uh, are you capable of lifting bodies, but not smart enough to learn all that nursing? Come on down to spreader you and learn how to roll people over. You know, your, your high pitch Southern accent sounds a lot like Jeff Foxworthy. I just want you to know if you went to school in Mississippi and love tonsils and buttholes, you might be a spreader. <laughs> If you have on khaki shorts and a pirate's goatee, you might be a spreader. <laughs> I love it. I love every piece of it. Oh, my God. I got in a zero to a hundred argument at a Target. Like, oh, like the I like these. The day that sports shut down. Because yep. that's the thing, like, I understand, like, media might overblow some stuff and some people are taking it too seriously. Some people are not taking it seriously enough. But, like, if the NCAA, historically, the greediest organization maybe on the planet is like, hey, what if we gave up billions of dollars over our biggest event and all right. our seasons? Then I go, you know what? I don't think they did that because they wanted to. So yeah. that's the day that it hit me. I was like, oh, I need to take this kind of seriously. And then I ramped up a little bit. Yeah. And I was at Target and I was in the bathroom and this guy, very normal looking guy, but had to have been 40s, walked out of a stall, didn't wash his hands and left. And I like... I just saw red man. I followed him out. Well, you go, were in Target. <laughs> Makes sense. Probably the employee's shirts. 
<laughs> I'm glad hay bales didn't laugh at that. <laughs> For once, you deserve the non-benefit of the doubt on one of those. Disagree. I thought it was great. So he walked out and I just like, I went, I fucking went blank. I like blacked out. I followed him out and I go, hey, adult, there's a national health crisis. How about you head back in and wash your fucking hands? <laughs> and then I immediately was like, you know, and I've, I think I've mentioned this on this show before. This always happens to me when I get in a confrontation where I was like, oh no. And then my heart starts racing. Like mm -hmm. you can't back those words up. Like where, if this guy wants to fight you and your rickety body are donezo. Chad's not here to protect you. There's, this is not a good situation. And he turned around and he goes, go fuck yourself. And which might be the appropriate response given what I just did, but, and you're going to be real proud of me, but I go, if I did, I'm going to wash my hands afterwards because there's a lot of fluids involved, you stupid piece of shit. And then I like, I like slow back, hurry, scurried away. Cause like you can fuck off and piece of shit to somebody's face. But this guy yeah. looked like a banker. Like this is, this is a guy who goes home and goes into his basement because he's worried about what his wife's going to yell at him for what he did wrong that day. Like, I don't know that he really, I think it was two guys who are like, fuck you, fuck you. All right, let's not, we did it. Let's, let's go our separate ways. But, but I, you know what he, you know what he does in his basement? trains for the ufc <laughs> that's what a lot of those guys do is like i look like a banker but i'm gonna rip somebody's fucking head off yeah it was it was not a great calculation on my part but i was like starting to take this thing seriously then sports got canceled then i got yeah. like with my body i go to pt three times a week being quarantined for 14 days isn't a super ideal situation for me. So I got a little like over the top worried for a minute there. Sure. And then I saw this fucking young shit spreader walk out of the bathroom <laughs> without washing his hands. And I was like, this guy, let's shoot him. Let's shoot him in the parking lot. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a rough one. It's. For me, it was the sports. Here's, here's what got me with the sports. And I can tell you it was Thursday morning that a lot okay. of this, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, um, they canceled the NBA and I thought, who gives a shit? Of course they did. Mm -hmm. Right? This is, this is a league <laughs> that you get to shoot two shots with no one guarding you if they slap you on the wrist. But then <laughs> they cancel the sport where grown men punch each other in the face and only have to go away for two minutes. And I thought, this is real. <laughs> This is a real thing. <laughs> Finally, I can I can believe someone. Finally, the men have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very similar situation to what happened to you, except I didn't say anything. Oh. I wasn't the one. It was at an airport bathroom. This guy sneezed twice while he was pissing. And then turned around and was going to leave. But in some of the bathrooms, there's a line. There was a line in this one because the middle, um, the middle stall or not stall, but uh, why can't I think of the word? Urinal. Thank you. Yeah. The, I, the I went to spreader you. I know what a urinal is. I know what a bedpan is. And I know what a piss hole is. <laughs> I know all the places that you, you uh, evacuate body mess <laughs> so the the middle urinal was covered with a, a baggie because it was out of commission and these two guys were pissing there's a line everybody's waiting this guy sneezes twice turns around zips up doesn't wash his hands and it's it's there's a only one way in one way out uh -huh. and this guy tries to leave and two people in front of me moved over 
and like stood there with their arms folded, not letting him leave. Oh. And he was a younger guy. So then he got real panicky and looked at his shoes pretty quickly and then oh, went man. and washed his hands. And one of the guy goes, 20 seconds, I'll sing the song if you need me to. Oh, and I was like, man. let's go get a beer, man. That's great. We could be best friends. Let's just go around the country pretending to be Robin Hood together. I was just going to say, this is how the Chad Daniels militia begins. Like I just I go around and I find this could be a movie. It's times like these where the Chads of the world, the Robin Hoods, the guys who believe they're Robin Hood <laughs> band together and just roam walmart and target parking lots and just put people in their places yeah it's about time i've never said this before but right now the world needs me you think so nope i sure don't it needs me yes let me finish my sentence right now the world needs me to stay home and shut the fuck up <laughs> so um we did the live podcast like two weeks ago ish week and a half sure. ago, whatever I remember it was. I was there and then we recorded an episode the day after uh-huh and then I came home from that episode and we again we love our fans and it was so great to have everybody there it was also interesting I think you and I both privately talked we were like that was one of the cooler comedy experiences of our life that was private god damn it and so <laughs> So, but it was also like interesting to have people who you don't know personally know you personally. It, it was interesting. And it's, it's interesting. Let's leave it there. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And so. All right, go ahead. And so uh, I'd made the joke about like somebody kidnapping Kevin. Um, right. But you know me, I have OCD and so I, and I'm, I'm, I irrationally worry about stuff. So there's a little voice in my head that was like, <laughs> Hey, just make sure he's, make sure he's locked behind two locked doors when you leave the house. Like I just, there's a chance that a fan wound up at one of our houses. So I go home from recording <laughs> the podcast and I pull into our driveway. I get out of the car. I'm like, I'll go get the mail. So I walk over to get the mail. And I opened the mailbox and there's like this fuck, like it was like the mailbox was stuffed with something. I was like, what the fuck is this? It wasn't a package. It looked like a, like a towel or something. And the look on Haybale's face, cause I didn't tell him either. I can't wait. I, and so let me, let me start by saying this. This is the, I, the greatest prank. I know it's, it would have been a reveal to tell you it's a prank, but I'm going to upfront tell you it's a prank. It's the okay. greatest prank that's ever been played. So on. your mailbox is something is stuffed into it and it's full. Yes. You know what you need? A spreader. <laughs> Coronavirus. I did it. I somehow made, I somehow did it. Thank you. <laughs> so I reach in and I pull this thing out mm -hmm. and it is the sawed off head of a rock and rider pony. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, you know, in movies, like when a bomb goes off or like a serial killer's in the house and they go to that, like everything kind of like hones in and they go to that, like, that like high pitch squeal. Yeah, and I, then hear eventually it, I have you tinnitus. Come, I hear it every day. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and my brother and his wife are on vacation in Mexico. My wife is at work. This is the middle of the day. I was like, do I go in the house? Do I get in the, do I drive to the police station? I was like, what? And so I was like, just relax. This is, 
So I go in the house and I open the door and I walk into the living room. I've taken everything off. I sit there and I look out on our deck and there's a rock and rider headless body on it. <laughs> Oh shit. I love and it I, so much. And I like I have that thing where like I'm I can be rational, but at that point I was like, somebody's in the house, I'm fucking dead. And then I get a phone call from an unavailable number and a blocked number, and I pick it up and they go, First was the horse, next comes you. And then it just hung up. Oh and my then god. A minute later, like literally one minute later, my friend Ryan called and he's like it's me, Ryan. I did this. Isn't that great? I knew you'd be scared. I knew you'd think somebody stayed from the live podcast to kill you. I knew it. And like, what an all-time hero. What an all-time hero of a prank. But also, secretly, on top of that, he knew well enough to, f- to call me and not to roll up on our house. Because yeah. that's the sort of thing like, we do have guns. <laughs> And like you saw a horse, a toy horse's head off and put it in my mailbox and then think you're going to boo, like jump out of somewhere and scare me. I'm going to shoot you in the chest. Right. And where'd you get that gun? Probably a family member's wedding. Now, if you don't get that joke, go back and listen from the beginning. And if you don't get this whole story. Yeah. Secondly, I actually killed Ryan and it was me. Harder burn. (laughs) I'm the greatest prankster that's ever lived. I killed your friend and then did a prank under his name. Pretty good, huh? Look at me. It's pretty good, isn't it? I don't you're the best. I don't Thank like you. I don't like feeling like other people are better and funnier than me and I just I had to sit in that for a couple of days where I was like you're the king, man. That you're was amazing. Fuck. Where did you even get a rock and rider pony? Where did you get By the way, he alerted me that so there's different types. So my my niece has the little small stuffed one and he got sure. one of those and chopped the head off. They also apparently have a for because you can't have I guess you can't have boys riding rock and rider ponies else they'll wind up butt stuffing other boys. So you can't if this is not a gender neutral pony, so they Spreader. have a they have uh, rock and rider buffaloes as well. Oh my god! Think of think of the guy who had to be like, I'm worried that boys won't ride a pony. Is there any other rideable, commonly rideable animals out there? <laughs> For also, sure, not a bronco. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, nothing like that. Let's get let's get something that's never been ridden. <laughs> I also love, like, I have to know what the Rock and Rider Buffalo song is. I am not a little pony. Stomp, stomp, stomp. You Don't better sit ki- next to me at the dinner table. Keep your knee off my knee. You need to kiss girls or I'm going to shove this horn up your buttle and ruin it for your boyfriend. I'm a big old buffalo. Your dad thinks you are gay. I'm a little <laughs> buffalo. Prove him wrong. Kiss that girl. <laughs> you know what I've always said about buffaloes? Not great at rhyming. And I stand by it. I've always said it and I stand by it. I'm a little buffalo. Coronavirus is a hoax. I'm a little <laughs> buffalo. <clears throat> Hold on, I have. Mm, mm, I have something in my. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
excuse me, I have a dart tournament to get to. <laughs> I think I could do the next 30, 30 minutes on Buffalo, uh, Rock and Rider Buffalo songs. <laughs> I'm it. a little buffalo. Pass me that Code Red Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little buffalo. What's that on your knee? I promise it ain't spew. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a game you start them i'll finish them can i do one before that can i steal your yeah. material yeah go ahead okay. i'm a little buffalo don't sit next to me in this movie theater <laughs> i'm a little buffalo because if i rub your elbow i'll touch your peter i'm very good cd white cd white in the motherfucking hell cd white by the way, the best, the only, like, best, I, I hesitate because I'm with you. I don't want Tom Hanks to be sick. No one but does. But Tom Hanks got sick and he provided a written update, but his son, <laughs> and if you're not familiar, you're like, Colin Hanks? Well, he's got another son. Uh, wait, he, he is, wait, what? He has another, you don't know this? I thought, oh. it, I thought it was the guy from Fargo. That's Colin Hanks. That's Colin Hanks. He has another son by the oh. name of Chet Hayes. And he is, ladies and gentlemen, anyone, hay bales, anyone, a white rapper. White oh, rapper yes. Chet Hayes. And he did an Instagram video of him updating about uh, his dad. Shirtless, tattoos abound, backwards hat, made sure everybody knew not to be tripping. It's his real son? It's his real son. And okay, all I'm going to find think, this video. All I could think was if Tom Hanks can have a white rapper son. Oh, no, it can happen to any of us. Well, I'll tell you who it did happen to. Steve Daniels. <laughs> it's alarming. Anyone. It's, it's what I've learned in these last few days. Any of us can get the coronavirus. And unfortunately, any of us could have a white rapper. We just oh, that's could. true. He had all the opportunity and money in the world. And he still chose to be however old he is and using the word don't be tripping with his shirt off it could that's happen a sentence, to not a word but it doesn't matter the point is oh give me a home <laughs> where the buffalo roam and the deer and the antelope are gay <laughs> give me a home where the buffalo roam at distances that are appropriate if they're of the same gender what a weird thing to do to little boys. I mean, it's such a strange society that we've developed where it's like, uh-uh, pony? No, sir. No, sir. You will ride this buffalo. <laughs> and ironically, it is thicker than a pony, so it will spread your legs apart further than you would ever need to as a heterosexual man. <laughs> it's going to be rough on your nuts. It is, is very, they, very, a very weird thing. We've just done. a heads up. They do not make buffalo saddles. So, <laughs> so spread those testicles and butthole cheeks and plop onto this wild animal. Question from the medical community. What's a butthole cheek? Uh, it's the cheek on the outside of the butthole. You know what? <laughs> if you would just read your spreader, you textbooks i think you'd really quickly right. learn what a butthole cheek is <laughs> i think you've had the coronavirus 
I think you didn't have the flu or pneumonia. It, it, uh, I've checked out all the symptoms and everything you complained to me about. A nap right after a nap, that checks out. Yep. Just being home for two weeks, that checks out. Yep. I will tell you this. What I love about the coronavirus, and I know it's serious. I know people are dying, but... Uh, I've loved telling my friends, right? They're like, hey, I saw on social media, you're coming back to town. What, you want to hang out? I'm like, ah, I'm quarantined, dude. I was in Washington. <laughs> Sorry, I can't come out. And then my other friends are like, you want to come out? I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and you'd think that the friends I want to hang out with are my better friends, but really they're people just in case I have it, I want to give it to. <laughs> That's true. It's like, oh, you know what? I happen to know that Tommy's grandparents are racist, so <laughs> let's try to give it to Tommy and then invite him over to their house. <laughs> see if he could see if he could cough it into one of his KKK grandparents over there. <laughs> see if he can cough it into their throats. <laughs> imagine being so self-important where you're like picking who you're gonna give the coronavirus to. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's insane. The amount of people who have accused me of having the coronavirus, but I like if we can, I'm not like, let's be serious. For, I might have, because I think it's been in this country for a while. I think there's way more, like we're not able to test for it. I think a lot of people have had it and don't know that they had it, but it was the sickest I've ever been. And then Mike Cronin, who also got sick at the exact same time. Now, a lot of you may know Mike Cronin from never being on the podcast because <laughs> his episode sucked. <laughs> He sent me a text this morning that he goes, you want to see something neat? And he goes, if we really did get the coronavirus in that casino, here's where I traveled right after that. I could be the reason for the outbreak in these cities. And like, he just took the outbreak map and drew a blue line to the places he's been. And every single one of them has cases and every single one of them is real clustery and places where like, <laughs> like Oklahoma. There's two places in all of Oklahoma that have the coronavirus, and Mike has been to one of them. Oh, There's yikes. four places in Kentucky that have it, and Mike has been to one of them. Like, <laughs> that's brutal. I mean, yeah. his routing, his comedy career sucks. Yeah, that's a tough OKC to Kentucky. Holy shit, shoot that's, me. That's a rough drive. I'm a little <laughs> buffalo, buffalo, buffalo. I'm a little buffalo. Guess what? I gotta go. <laughs> hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. <laughs>